What's going on, family? My name is Lamar Tyler. I want to welcome you to the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. Now, we are the perfect place if you are a black entrepreneur looking to grow and scale your business or if you're looking for strategies in order to grow and scale your wealth. Guess what? You are here and you are welcome in this house. And today we have a special guest. Now, since we've launched, I've had a lot of people that have been reaching out, asking me, can I be on the show? Saying, hey, Lamar, you know, can I be a guest? And one person was more persistent than anyone else. She asked, she pleaded, she begged to be on the show. So guys, please help me welcome my wife, Ronnie Tyler. Hey, Ronnie. That was very welcoming. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and You're not true. Is that true? <laughs> no, you sure? it's not. I remember it that way. You don't remember that way? No, no, okay. I don't. You begged me to come. I begged you to come. Yeah. Okay, I, I bet you to come. All right, uh, you guys will be seeing Ronnie from time to time here on the show as well, right? Yes, yes. All right, cool. So one of the things I want to talk about, and I want to bring Ronnie on today, um, was to talk about a question that we get a lot of times from other people. And Ronnie, what do we hear a lot of times from other people, especially couples? How can you work with your spouse? Exactly. Basically. So you want to think okay, that's that the, like the basic terms. Um, I think that people just can't imagine working with their with their spouse. Um, they're not having the best time working together in their marriage. And so they can't imagine how that, that, that would translate to a business relationship. So taking that marriage relationship and um, forming it into a business relationship. Um, and so they ask questions about it all the time. And I see a few different things. So I hear a few different things people come to me. One is, uh, you know, sometimes people with a, with a great marriage, they just like, well, will business mess that up, right? And kind of being afraid of like what happens then. I hear people, and I don't know if people come to you when they say this, but people come to me and say, how can you work with your spouse like all day, right? How can y'all be together like that type of thing? You ever heard that before? Yes, I hear and, that a lot. And people, like you said, trying to really figure out how to leverage the power of each other to get to where they want to get to for their family, which I've heard you say is like one of the greatest benefits of actually working with your spouse. You want to actually, before we go and dig into that a little bit deeper, like, like why should people even consider working with a spouse? Well, the first reason is because you're not going to have a better business partner than your spouse. As long as y'all have a good Most relationship, because you're not going to have a worse business, some, business partner. It's like the extremes for both of it, right? Because it can be really, really good and it can be really, really bad, right? It can be both. And so you're not going to have a better business partner with your spouse, given that if you all can work together, there's no one else that's going to be as, as dedicated, that's going to have your back. You're going to have each other's back. Um, at all times, right? And so no matter what happens around us, we're like, okay, we got this. We're, we're not going to let this fail. And so um, that's the best business partner to have. Um, but what was the question? That was that was it, right? I guess. Yeah. Let's go with it. So, um, and so <laughs> the reasons why, the reasons why. So, and another reason is that um, you can leverage each other's strengths. Some people don't understand how a, your spouse can be in your business. They'll say, well, I am a developer or I'm a graphics person. How can my spouse help in my business? They don't know anything about that. They don't technically need to know about that. They can leverage their strengths that they bring from corporate. So what does your spouse do in corporate America? Or how well is your spouse at running a household and things of that nature? And so if they have any organizational skills, any strengths with selling, and maybe you're not strong in selling, your spouse would be the perfect business partner for you. They don't have to understand like the industry and they don't even have to be passionate about it to help you build a great business. You know, I think that's a good point because I think what a lot of people don't realize is that when they look through that lens, I think they're looking through the lens of solopreneurship, meaning, hey, you know, I'm a designer and in order to work in this business, you have to design. 
Right. What they need to look for is a lens we often talk about anytime the black community needs to look more into is, hey, how can we run everlasting, enduring companies? Right. Right. That's not built around one person. Because once you build a real company and it's not just solopreneurship, guess what? In our company, even though me and you may not have a background in this, right, we have a graphic designer, we have a developer, we have an accountant, we have project man. You know, we have all these different people that have all these different skill sets. Some we have, some that we may not have. But being able to see that the vision, even if you can't see their actual specified designated role right now, if you build something big enough, there'll be an opportunity where you can begin to bring outside people into that, including your spouse, including potentially your children, family, family members. Uh, <laughs> if if that's a whole nother thing, that's a whole nother episode. But if that works out, right, we're getting all those things on track at the same time. Right. So let's go into um our story a little bit because I want to, you know, there's a lot of people listening that probably don't know our backstory. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about how it worked with us and then we'll uh, give and share some tips for the people that are watching as well. So our story, you've wanted to be an entrepreneur since you were how old? Zero. <laughs> Zero. From birth. From birth, you wanted to be never. an entrepreneur. Oh, that means never, never. Never. Okay. Okay. I thought you meant from birth you wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, so, so with our story, I was a uh, lifelong, always don't want to be an entrepreneur. Right. Um, you never really wanted to be an entrepreneur. I like that consistent paycheck from corporate every two weeks. Um, entrepreneurship feels like um, gambling. It just feels risky. And, you know, I don't like to take risks. I don't even gamble when we go to Vegas. So I like to gamble. Yeah, I know you so I like to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> How about them apples? No, yeah. so so to you, it feels like gambling, right? It may just be your personality type. Right. There is inherent risk. I will admit there is inherent risk with entrepreneurship that some people just may not be on for that, right. on for that ride, right? It's definitely a decision that you would have to make, yeah. And when we met, for everybody watching, when we met... Um, you know, I was a, a contractor by choice, right? IT background. I probably worked 20 something, 30 different companies. Ronnie had one job. One just job. Just one ever besides our business. Yeah. One, I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, what is this? What, is, what part of the game is this? <laughs> you only work one place, but one place, right? So we were kind of total opposites. Um, I was more of a risk taker, you were more conservative, but two totally different opposite people were able to come together yeah. and uh, create a sizable business, right? Bigger than your average American business one of the fastest growing privately held companies in America. Now let's talk about that story, how we got there. Um, because from the very beginning, it wasn't like, you you quickly found out I was interested in entrepreneurship, want to be an entrepreneur. At the time I was still working nine to five. Because but I you said didn't. I needed a man with benefits, right? Yeah, and it was a drag on me. <laughs> I mean, I was like, man, I was out here living. I was living, y'all. I was free balling. You know what I'm saying? Did my little contract, three months, six months. They say, Lamar, I want to hire you. Right, you know, I'd be like, nah, that's not me, right? So then I just bounce to the next place. I met Ronnie. I remember talking to you, and you'd be like, well, what happened if you don't get another contract? If I don't get another contract, got some money saved up, I get another one. What happens then? I say, hey, you know what? Ain't a big deal, right? You know, I, I, I'll just take a, a, a lesser rate for a few months and then get back in the game. But you weren't cool with like that. That I mean, was it fear? Was it anxiety? Like, what was it? It was just foreign to me. And... It was foreign to me because, you know, my father has always been an entrepreneur, but he always worked the nine to five, too. So he just basically had 
two things going, but not necessarily that full-time entrepreneurship. And then it wasn't until I got older that my mom became an entrepreneur. But growing up, I just wasn't around a lot of people that just were 100% entrepreneurs, right? I had, I knew of people, a lot of Black people and a lot of Black families have like businesses and and side things that they're doing, but not necessarily full-time. And so that's the only thing that I knew. And I just never even thought about entrepreneurship really um, in that way. All right. So I was, as mentioned, right, as a career contractor, 1099, uh, independent contractor, even I was working these little different contracts, but we got married. Ronnie said, hey, you know what? I really want you to get a full-time W-2 position, um, which I did. I'll give you a short version story, which I did. I did that, but then I still was doing things on the side, right? Because I'm an entrepreneur at heart. And at what point, uh, well, let's step back. So we did that. We launched a brand. Yes. We launched Black and Married with Kids, right? There we go. Yep. Blackandmarriedwithkids.com. We launched that. It kind of took off. Mm-hmm. Um we uh, started the blog with just me and Ronnie writing. Then we went from me and Ronnie to me and Ronnie, the editor, then me and Ronnie and writers. We have 40 plus writers writing. Mm-hmm. We started doing documentary films. Uh, we had the docs releasing. First one in 2009. And in 2010, I remember things getting so hectic, I wasn't able to do both. Right. It was like, like Ronnie worked one place. She had like nine months of leave. Per year, every year, because she, <laughs> she only worked one place all her life, right? Me, on the other hand, I had like zero. Um, but like these huge business opportunities were coming that required us to travel to do things. I literally just didn't have the time to do both. Um, so I remember saying like, hey, you know what? Like at some point we had to make a decision on which way to go and what we should actually be doing in the process. Right. What made you feel comfortable? Because you'd originally said we, you weren't comfortable with entrepreneurship before. What made you feel comfortable at that point? Uh with me being able to roll and say, hey, you know what? I'm leaving the job. I'm doing a full-time entrepreneur. So I think it was a variety of things. Um, we had, you know, you left your job in 2010 and we started a business in 2007. And so over that time period, um, it was just a consistency. Like we didn't just start and stop. We kept going. Um, we were constantly bringing in revenue and doing things to bring in more revenue. And then I could also see that we weren't going to be able to grow and scale unless one of us stopped and focused on the business full time. So I know we, we had met, gotten to the point where um, we needed to re- really focus our attention because if we can do this much um, part time, then what could we do if we could focus on it? And so it was just that consistency with that and just being able to see that. Because me, I just needed that security, right? And um, I could see that. And, so. and I, I love it, right? We talk about that transformation just for the, for the backstory. Um, leading up to that time over those years, the one thing we did is we got closer. We paid down, got rid of all of our debt. Mm-hmm. Um, so we crushed all the debt, right? Um, we got as lean as we could get so that we didn't have to live off as much. Uh, we built some money up in the business, but the money in the business did not replace our salaries. Right? No. We had we both had like, you know, six figure plus salaries. So, you know, I think the business was doing 75K when I went full time, which was not 75K in profit. Yeah. I don't even know if he was doing that. Yeah. Period. Right. Mm-hmm. It was like period. Plus, before we take all the expenses and things and the writers, writers and the freelancers mm-hmm. and the uh, the editor and, you know, the 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 images we licensed and the plugins and everything else that we had to to buy and purchase, um, branding, right? Everything else we had to buy and purchase kind of came out of that as well. And I, I, you know, one of the things that we always talked about is that, you know, a lot of people wait until they say like, hey, till I grow the business here, here, I probably still be there if that was the case. 
because it probably just wouldn't be possible to do both. I probably would have done it, but it would take a long time. But instead, we got just enough so that, hey, you know what? You were still working. Um, it was some money coming in from the business, right? That was enough to kind of, uh, uh, for me to take on like a little bit of what we could. And then the, we had a plan to grow it to the next level um, so that you could come full-time into the business, right? Because yeah. the thinking was that if we were able to accomplish all of this in our worst hours, 9 p.m., because we had also had four small children yeah. on the age of 11 or 12, right? So we were to accomplish all this, you know, after work, after uh, bath time, then bedtime, 9, 10 o'clock at night, 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, every single day to make it happen. And what would happen if we were able to push through this during the day yeah. job? So one of, one of the things that was significant, and a lot of people don't get this, is sometimes you got to take a step back in order to go forward, right? Um, we had two six-figure salaries, right? And we went down to essentially one, right? So being able to live off of one salary, because when you started a business, you weren't necessarily like really bringing that back home. It was really reinvest that back into the business. All of it. And I think a lot of times people want to maintain that level, maintain that lifestyle. And one thing that helped us was we went, we took a step back. We paid off our cars. Uh, when we moved, the, the house that we moved to, the mortgage was like $1,000 a month cheaper almost. Right. Um, and so we saved on the mortgage and we were able to live off of one salary um, for a very, very long time before we were able to, you know, start bringing salaries in for ourselves. And so um, that was definitely instrumental in us being able to make decisions, being able to make moves, to invest in the business, to take risk and things of that nature. So it was it was planned. It wasn't something that we just woke up and said, oh, I'm just going to quit my job. I see some people doing that too. And they quit long before they're ready, long before they can even see that their business is actually making any type of consistent money or any plan for how they're going to make the money. And um, it was very, very intentional. I, I remember people coming to me and saying, why your husband ain't working? And I'm thinking, he is working. He working a, he's working a lot of I hours. He's working harder than him. How right. About, how about um, them apples? Yeah. And so, <laughs> they, but people, like people on the outside, they don't understand. They literally don't understand. And so that's going to be key to couples in business is just like having your goals, setting them and working towards them together and not worrying about what everybody else has to say, right? Because there were people that said, just didn't understand. And they just thought, oh, Ronnie married this old guy and- um, Old guy, I'm younger than you. I'm about eight years younger than you and I'm an old okay, guy. Okay, they said young guy, but okay. I, 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 straight, I changed that out. Ronnie married this Cougars old- Cougars on the prowl. Ronnie married this old guy, he's living off of her. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, but um, that literally wasn't the case. Like we literally had a plan for everything that we were doing. And- um, and so we moved, you know, to Atlanta from the, the D.C. area, which is very expensive. Now Atlanta's very expensive. So if you're watching this, don't even think about it. <laughs> it's still probably expensive compared to D.C. and New York yeah. and like that. But um, we moved down here. Our mortgage was cheaper. We paid off our cars. We didn't have car notes. We didn't have um, credit card bills. We just had our day-to-day -day expenses, our mortgage, and we were just trying to, to make it the best way that we could. And so I think that that's going to be an important fact that people need to know. Um, and another thing is we did look it was really important for us to make sure that we were able to con um, to generate that CPR, that consistent, predictable revenue within our business and do things that way. Yeah, that was big. So two things I want to touch on, right? Yeah. One with the CPR. Uh, I'm using I, your terms I, in your, yeah, your show. I, I totally I'm sorry about that, but yeah. And I, um, one of the things I consistently talk about family is the fact that 
when I did go full-time in the business, one of the things I had to do is make sure I, I made the most out of that because I need to build a business. Because like I said, we did have four small children. Mm -hmm. We had bills, not a lot of bills. We still had bills, still had a mortgage, still had stuff we need to take care of. Mm -hmm. So on my whiteboard, one of the things I wrote down was what are you doing to make money today? You know, this year we, we created something and sold it at Traffic Sales and Profit, TSB Live, for those entrepreneurs still in that space to take home. And actually, uh, Keto Kim yesterday had posted a picture in the group. She framed hers and put it up on the wall, right? So every day I want to look and remind myself, what am I doing to make money today? So I had to be very intentional about making money. So for you trying to figure out how can I do business with my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my spouse, or whatever it may be. And if they're not on board yet, one of the things I always say, the easiest way to get them on board is to make money. I repeat myself, the easiest way to get them on board is to make money. Now, one of the things about that person closest to you, they love you. They've seen your ups, they've seen your downs. They've also seen every time you said you would do something and you didn't do it. Right. So they've seen when you had the gym membership and you never went. They saw when you bought the Wait, brand new camera. I don't go camera. to my gym membership now, but... Um, I was literally yeah. talking about you. Yeah, okay. I was <laughs> um, They saw when you bought the fancy camera, right? But guess what? You never took any pictures with it. They literally have seen... Like you go into the conference, you didn't implement anything. They've seen you do all these things. So then when you say I'm starting the business, which for most of you is not the first business, it's business three, four, five, or six. All of a sudden you want them to believe in you for everything you say. And if they don't, they hate knowing you are trying to hold you back. So a lot of times um, success leaves clues, yes. right? So success will leave clues that you're actually being intentional about the work that you say you're being intentional about and then give you the opportunity to show your spouse, your family, people closest to you, that, hey, you serious about this, and then they can come along with you. Right. Um, so I, I love what you said about that. So as we as we kind of walk through, you know, the business is beginning to take off, you come into the, the business, um, were there concerns you had coming into the business about working with your spouse? Um, concerns for me coming yes. into the business? Um, no, I think that I, I, I waited far too long. Um, to to leave my position, right? So it's it somebody should have told you leave earlier. <laughs> oh, I did, didn't I? Touche. Whatever. <laughs> I was like, I was like, go ahead on. No, I but I waited far too long. long. So I was that that person that made all of the excuses not to leave their job, right? Because you see that in in the in your clients, right? And you're like, when you're gonna leave that job? When you when are you gonna leave that job? Your business is stable. Um, you're holding your business back. I was that person at that point in time in our business, right? Um, and I would always make up, oh, we need healthcare. Oh, um, you know, I don't want to just leave. I wanted to get separate. <laughs> so I wanted to be, I didn't want to quit. I wanted to be laid off, right? And so I was waiting, like, let me just wait till next spring because they're, they're laying off every spring. And, um, and then when next spring would come and they would lay off people and they would never lay, lay me off because I'm just great, right? So why would they lay me off? So, um, and so I was just waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally, when I was ready to quit, I went and I told my manager, you know, I, I think I'm going to have to leave the business. I mean, you know, leave our, the corporate business to just leave. I didn't tell him why. I just think I would need to leave. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea you wanted to leave. And he said, could you just please hold off? There are some layoffs coming in a couple of months. I don't like laying off people that really want to be here. And if you can hold off, then I can select you. You know what I'm saying? And so that was a real relief. And so I was like, OK. And so I only had to wait like maybe less than two months and I was laid off. And guess what? That money ain't last that long. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I should have just left because... Um, 
by the time we paid this off and paid that off, we had another house, another, another investment property, and we lost the renters and, you know, ca- caught up on a mortgage and paid some things. It was gone. And so if you're waiting year after year after year for that perfect moment, um, you know, it's never going to be that perfect moment. There's some things that you can you can set in place, but I don't know if it's going to be that perfect moment. Another thing I hear about is healthcare. Well, you know, there's the marketplace. There, there, there are places where you can go out and get healthcare. And those people that use that excuse don't even bother to go and investigate the plans. They just know that they won't be able to afford healthcare on their own, right? Because we had to do it. Um, immediately when we got off because we had four kids and we were able to afford it. And so, um, and our, bu- our business wasn't like balling out or whatever. And so sometimes those are those um, like false reasons as to why, or false hurdles or challenges as to why you should leave the business. And so I had those in 2010. Are you surprised at the business that we built right now, where it is? Even though we got a lot further to take it, but. Um. Uh, no, I'm not necessarily surprised, um, but I'm like amazed, right? And so it, it's amazing about like the impact that we have on like so many people, right? We we actually talk to the different people and um, the way in which even our first business, Black and Married with Kids, has impacted their lives, impacted their marriage. And also with this this business, how many people like know us and how many people um, really are changing their lives due to how, how we're impacting them with traffic sales and profit. And so um, that amazes me. I, I don't think it's surprising. And I always think now that we're in it, that we will always be able to make money, whether it's this business or any other business, just because of the way we we operate. I just feel that security that we will always be able to to kind of make money once you know, you know. So, yeah. For you, what's the best part about working with your spouse? Um, you that, ain't, I think that hard. <laughs> you know, you act like you. I'm trying like to you like need to go into your mental Rolodex. Like, you know, you got. No, some, I'm like this bad, you should, bad. You should bad, have some things bad, on the tip oh, of your good. tongue. I got a good one. You huh? should have some things on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> don't be a hater. Let the people know now. Don't be a hater. What? They don't want us to wait, win. Wait, wait. This is day. <laughs> this is day. This lady is day. They don't want us to win. This lady is day. DJ Callis, what are talk you about talking you about? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you answer that question first? What's the best part of working with your spouse? Having let me uh, let me go. Oh, Check this right is here. so fake. I'm always ready, so right? <laughs> best part about working with your spouse: having somebody on the same team working towards the same goal and a shared vision. Now, what I often say, you're looking amazed over there. Stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. Now, this is what I often say. <laughs> he practiced that in the mirror last night, guys. This, this what I right. this what I often say. <laughs> Look, she's still trying to think about something. <laughs> like, gonna, he's gonna come back in a second. This is what I always say. Um, again, right, you talk about the benefit of working with your spouse. When you come together on the same page, because when you have business partners, which is good to have business partners, but you have business partners, sometimes your interests may not be aligned at some point, even if they were when you first start, at some point they may not, because their life circumstances and situations may change on the back end. Because you could be with somebody when y'all start out as partners. You know, maybe that person's single, maybe that person get married, maybe that person's family is moving them somewhere else or moving them to want to do different things or want to be in a different location or do a different phase of life. If you're in business or when you're in business with your spouse, hopefully you're working towards the same, not only just business goals, but also your life goals. And you're going in the same direction at the same time at the same pace, right? Uh, Hopefully together. Right. Doing a joint. Would you agree with that? I agree. I agree. And that was my answer that I always give. So, <laughs> sure it was. Sure it was. This is, All right. This so- is sad. 
Y'all leave a comment down below. Support this sister. The sister doesn't have. An I'm answer. struggling now. Um, the best part of working with my squad. I mean, there's so many um, parts. I think that whenever somebody says so many parts, they don't have an answer. Wow. Yeah, I had so it at the, I was just about to say it. You made me lose it. So like I don't you even know. Literally made me lose which it. Which one to uh, pick? Lamar, stop. No, for real. All right, okay. well, which one is? Um, so the best part of me working with my spouse, um, I just think that it just allows us to be closer. Like, um, being able to just kind of grow this thing together um, and sharing the success. Um, it's just been amazing for me. So that's been good. That's a good one. Uh, hardest part about working with your spouse? It's just too much all the time. It's, it's, that's just like being real transparent and honest. It's like, it's a lot. Um, business and entrepreneurship, and especially a spouse as passionate as you, um, about the business and you're not like literally faking it like you it's just so fun to you that you can do it all day long and that's not me okay so I want to cut it off and relax and not think about it and that that's not the case so it's like all the time so yeah all right uh, anything else about the worst part or, or, no. or be the one no um I Which think people it, know about working with your spouse um, I think that working with your spouse definitely is something that can be very, very good, like exponentially better than if you're not working with your spouse when it's good. Because, um, again, you're not going to get someone to put in the effort that a spouse will put in um, for the business um, and just when it works. Uh, another thing is you'll be able to leverage each other's strengths and weaknesses. Well, not leverage the weaknesses, but wherever, wherever you're weak, then, I, you know, in some of those areas, I'm strong and vice versa. And so um, with that together, we can just be stronger, right? Because um, if you're not good at planning um, and things like that, I am. But I'm not good at selling. I don't want to be out front, but you are. And so um, together, it just makes a great business. So here's an exercise that I want everyone watching or listening to this to actually complete. I want you and your spouse, right, to sit down, each of you take a sheet of paper. And the sheet of paper, I want you to write down uh, strengths, right, at the top. Uh, and on the other side, flip it all, I want you to write down weaknesses. Now, on your strength side, I want you to write down all of the strengths that your spouse has, right? How you view them. My spouse, my spouse is strong and Ronnie's strong in, uh, like, project management and planning and scheduling and like a lot of structural type of things, right, that happen in the business. So I want you to write down, could be, hey, they're great with the financials, they're great with uh, creatives, they're great with graphics, they're great with talking to people, great with sales, like think about all the things marketing, maybe social media, right? What are the things that they are great at? I want you to write down on the top half of that page under their strengths. Now, the next thing on the bottom half of that page, draw a line, and I want you to write down what you view as your strengths. Right. So we're talking about top part is your spouse's strengths. Bottom part is your strengths. Then what I want you to do once you complete that is flip it over on the other side and we'll do the same thing for weaknesses. I want you to write down what do you see as your spouse weaknesses? Then, you know, draw a line and write down what do you see as your weaknesses? And then one of the things that Ronnie and I would have couples do is after you do that on your own, independently on your own, you come together and discuss that actual sheet. Because what we found is that in your business, the things that need to happen. Right. So if you can get clarity around, like you just talked about, strengths and weaknesses, who's strong in what pieces? And sometimes strength can be something I was just a God-given talent I'm natively good at. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a strength may be something that I was trained on my job at. And this is, this is my position, my role, my whatever at work. 
Um, but then we can we can start to have a conversation around, well, hey, Ronnie, these are the things that I think you're strong. Because a lot of times, things that people do every day, they don't even realize that's their strength. But I can identify and say, hey, you know what? Like, well, based on what I see in you, I think you're very strong in this. Right. Or at least you're much stronger than me, right? Um, but then we also can talk about weaknesses in the same way. And then, you know, it's a great conversation around how I view you, how you view me, and how we view ourselves. Right. Right. I love that. Um, also identifying like sometimes we, we just had to identify like who's best to do certain things. There even may if, be some things doesn't like doing it. Right. There may be some things that you're going to have to do that you don't like doing. Right. Just because you have to get all of the things done, even the things you don't like to do. Right. And identifying those things. That was good. That was good. So that's exercise number one. I want y'all to dive into and make happen. So I want to spend the next few minutes talking about some practical things that couples that are listening can do in order to be successful and build and work together. Um, and just maybe we even reframe how they view some things. Because I know a lot of times we would speak and after we spoke, we come off stage and someone would come up and say, I want to be like y'all, mm -hmm. right? I'm here, I'm this business woman, I'm this businessman, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, but my spouse is at home. What would you say to somebody listening that, that thinks that way? Well, um, everybody's situation is not the same, right? Correct. And so your spouse doesn't have to be working in the business to be able to support you in the business. The fact that they're holding it down at home, the fact that they're taking care of the kids, the fact that you're here over here talking to me, you're at the conference, you're not having to work a nine to five is support enough. They don't have to do another thing. They don't have to come into this building and anything like that. But if they're supporting you and holding you down and not preventing you from taking it another step forward, um, that's support in and of itself. Um, and so you have to look at it differently and you can't make um, my situation into uh, your situation. You know, so that's number one. Um, I think a lot of people don't appreciate what they have at home and they always want what somebody else has. And they don't know what we have. They don't know like, well, what does it what does it take for for two people to be working in a business like this? You know, maybe at home they got like a good home cooked meal every night. Well, you ain't getting that, you know. If I'm here every night, you really? better get some McDonald's. So really? you know they don't know. And I'm saying the people don't like McDonald's. I made a McDonald's joke at the conference. And the Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, there are pros and cons to every situation that comes across. And so I say, take a step back to see if how your spouse is um, supporting you. And start from there and appreciate that and then seeing how they can support you more. But I think a lot of people start with this. You're not doing this and you're not doing that. And that spouse is like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? And so start from where they are and appreciate them. And then y'all can look to see if there are opportunities for your spouse to be in your business. There may be or they may not be. The, the, maybe the best thing for your business is that your spouse is not there. You know, you never know. So don't look at somebody else's situation and think that your situation is not right because it's not the same. So that would be the first thing. All right. Uh the second thing is um, don't try to force your dreams and your goals on your spouse. They're yours. That's what you're passionate about. Passionate about. That's what you were born to do, not necessarily your spouse. And it doesn't mean that your spouse is not supportive just because that's not their dream. So that's the only thing I can say about that. Um, I, I can keep going. Go for it. All right. The third thing is to make sure that you have a solid marriage because that's the first relationship that you want to, to be stable and solid. That means working on your communication, working on trust, 
Um, why would you want to go in business with somebody you don't trust? Like, would you? So if your spouse is cheating, you don't trust them. You don't even trust them with the money at home. You don't trust them in your bank account. Like, why would you go into a business and invest all of your money and your time and your 401k with somebody that you can't even trust? So trust is a big um, factor in having a successful marriage as well as a successful business relationship. Now, trust is not just about infidelity. Trust is... Like just being able to, um, your spouse knowing that you're going to do what you say you're going to do, right? And so in all of those ways, those little ways that you break the trust at home, right? You say you're going to pay the water bill, but you don't pay the water bill. You say you're going to um, clean the house and you don't clean the house. You say you're going to wash the car, but you don't wash the car. Um, all of those things, you say you're going to take the your kids to th this place and you don't. Those things break down trust as well. And so it's the little things that can break down a trust in a relationship. And then, then the, um, the fourth thing is being accountable. Being accountable for um, your actions, doing what you say you're going to do. There are a lot of people and family members, and this is why it doesn't work with spouses as well as family members, because they don't mind letting their family down. They don't mind letting their spouse down. You don't mind letting your mama down. You're in the business, you ain't showing up. You ain't doing what you're supposed to do. You just don't mind because why? Your family just forgives you and forgives you and forgives you, right? And so if you're constantly letting your spouse down and you're not accountable, you're not doing what the things that you say you're gonna do, it's probably gonna translate over into the business as well. So being accountable and doing what you say you were gonna do. If you're responsible for paying the business bills, pay them. If you're responsible for doing the invoices or X, Y, and Z in the business, you have to do them just like you have to do them at home. So being accountable. That yeah. was a great list. Mm -hmm. um, what it made me think about was something we used to teach a long time ago called a couple's code of conduct. Yes. And, you know, people would often come to us and say, hey, Lamar, Ryan, can y'all talk about working together? You know, Black Enterprise, a bunch of other outlets. And we had created something called the couple's code of conduct. And essentially what it was is we said that couples that work together should have like some understood like almost like an informal operating agreement of how we work together and what that looks like. And you touched on like a little bit of it because we also said that um, when you're in this situation, you know, the, the same things that make for a great partnership make for a great marriage. Right. Communication, trust, like you said, um, you know, having a shared vision, um, respect that you talked about, you know, that a little bit too, have respect for each other. So the same things that, hey, if I go in business, I meet somebody off the street, we should be able to communicate, trust each other, have a shared vision, respect each other, are the same things important in marriage. So let's put those two together. And and when they operate in our marriage, they can operate in the business at the same time. Right. Um, and with that couple's code of conduct, like, like one of the things we talked about is that even sometimes it may be ways that you can operate at home or ways that you may play with each other or ways that you may joke around. Y'all find this all to believe. I joke around a lot at home. I keep it pretty straight lacy in the office. That's not true. Wait, go ahead. Excuse me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you may not know this. But uh, there are certain... What are you looking at? Alex? What are you looking at? Alex? <laughs> but there are certain... I love to say Alex's name publicly. <laughs> she hates that. I love it. But, you know, uh, it was basically a code of conduct that you should agree on. So if there are... If there's a nickname that your spouse calls you you know, maybe privately, but in public, you don't want that out. Just kind of coming to a, a code of conduct and say, hey, you know what? I don't think that's cool. Or, or even saying, hey, you know, um, you if you offend me, maybe this is the code word or the thing that I do that lets you know that, it, you know, this was offensive or maybe we're crossing the line. We need to bring it back. 
and and having that code of conduct, that open line of communication is important. And then the, the other thing I just wanted to say, because I know it came up a lot of time with couples as well, and you talk so great about this, is being formal with each other. Because couples will say, well, you know, I, I want to talk about the business all the time, but my spouse keeps telling me later. Yeah. But then later never comes. Yeah. So always got to talk. I just got to get it in when I can get it in because I don't trust again because trust and everything is more than just infidelity like you mentioned. Right. Right. I don't trust that they're going to give me the time to talk about it later. Uh, so we got to talk about it over dinner. We got to talk about it when we doing something with the kids because I just got to get this off of my chest. Can you talk about what being formal looks like for couples that are in business together? Right. So being formal means basically operating like you know if you've ever had a job operating like you know you need to operate so having meetings so setting meetings being consistent um, setting out roles and responsibilities i do this and i'm accountable for this you do that you're you're accountable for that or responsible for that um if nobody's responsible it's not getting done And it still happens with us to this day. If somebody sends both of us an email and asks us a question, neither of us answer. It's pretty much you're guaranteed you're thinking, hmm, I'm going to copy Lamar and Ronnie. Guess what he's thinking? (laughs) Ronnie's going to answer it. And I think... Like, this look I'm going like to let Lamar answer it. So that's the tip. If you have our email addresses, send it to one because if you send it to both, nobody's going to answer it. But that's just a great example of it is um, if no one is really assigned for, for those things, then nobody is going to really take responsibility for it on, on a consistent basis. And so having those roles and resp- responsibilities, having meetings, having meeting mi- minutes, um, planning right? Planning for the quarter, planning for the year, having that vision and those three-year goals. All of those things are a must-have. We've been doing that for years within our business, right? I don't know if we did like a yearly planning the first year, but I would say uh, maybe in year two, three, we started doing like yearly plans, um, having meeting minutes, having project plans, all of that for our business. And it's made a world of difference. Like just sitting down and planning, how are we going to make this revenue? Right. And planning out the year and then putting actions in place to actually do that and not just winging it. So don't wing it. Be formal with your spouse. Have meetings, have plans, notes, action items, being accountable, um, following up and things like that. That was good. Mm -hmm. All right, Ronnie. So for couples that are listening or watching and they're saying this is great, I want to get started with my spouse. What should their first steps be? Um, Just a conversation. Just a conversation about, I would take a step back before you get into all the logistical things, just the, the vision for the business and where you see it going and, and what, what the goals are for the business, right? And for your family. Um, and for your family as well, right? And just setting out that plan for each other and then going into the, that, that conversation about um, how, how to leverage each other's strengths and, and, and what, what, what my role will be in, in the business versus your role, right? So, yeah. All right. So that is it, guys. We are encouraging you. If you're thinking about it, start with that conversation. Sometimes it's an easy conversation. Sometimes it's hard, but it gets you to where you need to be. Think about how your business can impact you and your family and your legacy. And think about whether working together is something that you want to do and then work towards making the steps to actually make that happen. Any last words, Ronnie? No, that's it, really. It's been good for the most part. You're okay. Okay, right. (laughs) Making you rich out here in these streets. Look, you got on some diamonds on your feet? No. No, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> look, I'm going to look around like, no diamonds, sir? No, it's not. I'm just, just joke, just joke. All right, y'all. 
<laughs> you complete another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. I want to thank you for watching. Make sure you tune in and spread the word about what we're doing. Subscribe, rate it, do all of it. But most importantly, right, get to the riches, get to the wealth, build your business, and let's change our generation. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Podcast. Don't forget to download and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, visit us at www.trafficsalesandprofit.com forward slash podcast. On that page, you'll have all the links to follow us on social, me at Lamar Tyler and the at Traffic Sales and Profit brand, in addition to information on our upcoming events, information on how to get a free copy of my paperback book, and more so that you can be the best entrepreneur possible. Thanks again, and I'll see you on the next episode.